and welcome to Journey Forward for Life. I'm Karen Thacker. I am a licensed professional counselor. I also am a professor in a master's in counseling program, and I come to you not so much as a professional, but as a person who happens to know a few things about how to navigate life well, and I simply want to share with you tips on how to navigate the twists and turns of life. Today, I'm going to talk about the truth about emotional health. This is actually a six-part series, but today I'm only going to do part one. And I figure that you probably want to know the truth about emotional health, right? I think we all want to know what we can do to have it and to keep it. Nobody really enjoys being in an emotional spiral or even just swirling in our emotions. We kind of like it best when we're stable, when life around us is stable, and we just have this sense that kind of like all is well. Unfortunately, that is not reality for the majority of us, and that is the first truth. Accepting the hard moments or hard days is necessary for us to experience emotional health. Emotional health is not synonymous with emotional neutrality. Living in this sort of narrow range of emotion with no high or no low is actually denying reality. Life, as you and I probably know it, is full of pain. It's full of hardship, uncertainty, disappointment as well as exuberance and explosive joy and celebration. Actually feeling all these rhythms of life is not being bipolar, as some people might tell you. Um, It's more just actually feeling the rhythms of life. (laughs) It's This is life. It's ups. it's, It's got downs. However, as an aside, if you find yourself so low that you cannot get out of bed for several days in a row, or on other days you feel sort of like this high and you don't sleep at night for a bunch of days on end, um, and maybe during that time you're like rearranging your home, it's possible that you're bipolar or dealing with symptoms of bipolar and you might actually need an evaluation. So I just put that over there as that's something that maybe you could address. But for the majority of people, just kind of regular highs and lows of life are not a cause for alarm. They're part of living. Um, But many of us don't like those highs and lows. And so we are trying to just, you know, like numb out. But if we don't experience the highs and lows, what's our, 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 our alternative? It's basically living in a restricted response to life that I don't really see as emotional health. You're really stunting stunting your true experience. So to enlist this first truth of emotional health, start by noticing what you're feeling. Allow that feeling to be there for as long as you're comfortable with. Then name it. So are you feeling sad, discouraged, disgusted, pissed off, concerned, unsure, afraid, content, excited even, right? Just Find out what it is that you're feeling. Some of us don't have a repertoire of emotion words. And so I recommend that you write down some of the main categories like sad, angry, joy, fear, and then do a thesaurus search and find out all the different varieties of emotion words. And then not just the different 
ways of saying sad, but also the different degrees of all these emotions, right? So the different degrees of anger and fear, sadness, joy, so that you have sort of like this fuller expression or repertoire, really, or library of words that you can use to describe your emotion. You can also do a Google search for a feelings wheel, and on that, you'll see a lot of other words to describe emotions. So now that you have some words to use, name it name the feeling. Then notice the full expression of the emotion in your body, not just the cognition of it, not just I have the name of sad, but now what does sad feel like in your body? Or let's say you're feeling pissed off. What does that feel like in your body? Do you notice feeling hot in your cheeks or clenching of your jaw, tightness just in general of your muscles, right? So be aware of the physical sensation of the emotion and then just let it be there. Just let it exist. Notice that it's there, but you don't have to do anything with it. And then let it pass because really emotions are like a wave. You'll hear that all the time, but if you think about it, it's rare that we are in the same emotional state all the time. There are exceptions to the rule, and those generally fall in areas where a person needs some medication and counseling to be helpful in um, managing those emotional states. But for most people who are listening to this, I don't think that's going to be the case. So you just ride the wave and then it will pass. So sometimes uh, allowing emotion to be fully experienced can be really unsettling and might trigger such an extreme connection with that emotion that you start to feel out of control, like it is taking you over. And if that's the case, then don't do what I'm saying in all of this about feeling it. Um, just shut it down. Like just say, stop, begin to anchor yourself, uh, like Notice that your feet are touching the ground. Uh, notice that, or maybe you're sitting, you know, and um, notice your butt um, in a chair. You could maybe put your hands on, let's say, just your arms so that you feel connection with yourself in this moment and just say to yourself, I'm right here in this room. Notice maybe what's around you. Perhaps there's a clock on the wall. Notice the clock hear that it's ticking or just notice the time and say to yourself, you know what, it's 2.45 and I'm right here and I'm okay. And then find a good counselor to help you with processing your emotion and don't move on with what I'm saying, okay? Sometimes, especially with sadness that can come up for us, when it's tied to grief and loss, it can feel so strong that we can't sleep well or we sleep too much. Maybe our appetite changes, our interest in things that we once enjoyed begins to disappear. We just, in general, just have this sense of lethargy, maybe even an increase in anger or, or agitation. These these are all signs of depression and depression can be situational like I lost my job, I'm going through a breakup or a divorce, my child died or perhaps even I have cancer. Um, it can also be dealing with COVID, right? A lot of people experienced a situational depression around COVID and just the pandemic. So what, um, whatever is happening that's going on for you that's situational, it might be helpful to seek the help of a counselor and a medical provider because you might need a little bit of medication just to kind of help you get through that. You might not, um, but it's just good to, to find out, especially by working with a counselor, what you might need. It could also be that, like, you know, like I talked about bipolar, there's also just depression and that can be physiological. 
right? It's stuff going on in your brain that you don't really have control over. And that's where it's really helpful also to get help with a medical provider in addition to counseling. So um, those are not also situations, not what you want to use just my technique of feeling your emotion. It's really helpful to get some guidance on how to process it. So those are little caveats. In this world of counseling, I find there, there are always caveats. They're always, okay, it might be like this. It might be like that. It's really hard to put a hard and fast, this is how it is for everybody. And this is what everybody should do because we are all so unique and so different. And so I'm just always going to have a sides. Okay. <laughs> um, just because I want to encourage people to make sure that they're in a healthy way dealing with their particular situation. So anyway, to sum all this up, to sum up this very first truth, feeling deep feelings is normal. And it's also being emotionally healthy. (laughs) Being neutral all the time is not emotional health. Sometimes we do feel too deeply and we can serve ourselves well to get that checked out by a counselor and a medical provider. If you are looking for a counselor, I'm going to give a little plug with uh, to psychologytoday.com and they're not asking me to. This is an unsolicited plug, but I find personally that's the best place for me when I'm looking for a counselor is psychologytoday.com. You can, the reason is you can put in parameters for location, whether or not they take insurance and your type of insurance, the different types of therapy techniques they use, populations that they work with. There's just so many different parameters that you can choose. And then all that will pop up are the counselors that fit within those parameters. And so it narrows down the list because if you go to some sort of search engine to help you find a counselor, it is really daunting and intimidating. And so I want to just kind of bring that to a place that is much more uh, workable for, for people. So I recommend that. Uh, So you can start there. Also, if you can't wait for the rest of this series, then check out my book. I did write a workbook. It's called The Journey Forward Workbook, Daily Steps to Achieve Emotional Balance and Healthier Relationships. And you can find that on Amazon.com. I also have a course, which is basically the workbook in video form, and it is called The Journey Forward Workbook Series. You can find that on Teachable.com. So again, The Journey Forward workbook series. And that is at teachable.com. So just a couple of different resources for you if you're wanting more right now. Otherwise, wait for part two of the truth about emotional health. Thank you for joining me. I'm Karen Thacker and come back, support my podcast. I'm just getting started and um, I'm excited about being able to bring this information to you and hopefully you'll find that it's helpful for you. If you do, please pass on my podcast. Thanks.